Welcome back, boys, to episode six of the Hockey House podcast presented by the Selly Hockey Co. We're back here, episode six. We took a bye week, but now we're back. Glick Fitz, how you guys doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing all right. Hanging in there. What about you, Fitz? Doing good. Uh, missed, missed the boys last week. Glad we're uh, back together and getting it going again. It was a busy week here at Syracuse. We had needed, needed a bye week. Uh, we've got our big annual breast cancer fundraiser going on. Our pink, the rink is now virtual this year. So I've been trying to, I'm answering a lot of emails. We're doing we're in the middle of a Jersey auction right now. So I answer all the emails and Jersey bids for that. Um, I had a big group project last week. I didn't put the team on my back. I'm more of a third line grinder when it comes to group <laughs> projects. Like I show up and I'm there every night, but maybe not putting the best, the most skill forward for the group, but uh, I, I try my part. Hey, you get the walks deep and just getting the boys going, get the energy. Listen, I yeah. any, any email that gets sent to me about the group project, like I'm responding, I'll respond to texts. I'll be there when we do a Zoom meeting on Saturday morning at 11 o'clock, which was, that was a tough one to get up for, but I was there for that. It gets the job done. I'm not always the one turning in the assignment uh, at the crack of dawn or late at night, but uh, I'm there. I'm there every night. I'm in the lineup. Um, putting the uh, student and student fake athlete. Oh yeah, putting the the student in student club athlete. Academic weapon. So we uh, got some ACHA news. Uh, we talked about it in the last episode, and in two weeks again, here we are talking about the U Mary Marauders, who have somehow played nine games this fall already, and they have not lost yet. They played. They had a six-game road trip that involved three games against Liberty. They played Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, tied the first game, but won the second two. Um, so that brings their record to seven, zero, zero, and two. Um, they played Liberty's D two team is one of the best teams in the country as well. Um, but the Marauders, they're rolling. Um, I don't know. If it's, yeah, do you guys have you guys ever played them? Never, never played the Marauders, but we played Liberty's D2 team my sophomore year. So, um, for them to beat Liberty is uh, definitely – oh, or they tied them. Yeah, they tied them once, beat them twice. Beat them twice? Okay. Yeah, for to beat them twice is uh, – They've got – Tells they've me got enough pretty, about them. Yeah, they've got pretty unique uniforms. I don't know if you see them. They, they rock the white – they white, rock white gloves and orange shells. It's, it's quite the unique look. I think they pull it off. I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures. No, I've never no, seen it. I've not. Yeah. I, I should have a funny story about Liberty D2. We played against them, and I must have had, like, 40 shots on that, probably, like, like high 30s, low 40s, and left two goals. And on, like, my elite prospect, it says two shots on two goals. So uh, whoever's in charge of the stats at Liberty D2, can you please go fix it? Like, come on now. That sounds like a cry for help, people. Yeah. That's tough. Like, you, you skate off the ice and you're like, oh, well, at least I had 40 shots. Yeah, and then, and then I look online, my save percentage dropped, like, a couple percentage points. That's tough for you, too, because people see you on TikTok and they go to your Elite Prospects page to see if you're any good. Yeah. 
exactly. I've actually been chirped in my TikTok comments from my elite prospects, which was hilarious. So then I went to look up where he played, and he played at Cornell's like NCAA team. I'm like, oh, I guess I can't really say anything to him. Funny story about getting chirped by NCAA players on TikTok. Um, I posted one about club hockey, and you guys know that like he's like Joey something. He plays at Alaska Anchorage. He's the rollerblading guy. He wears the short shorts, and he like rollerblades backwards with like in slow-mo yeah yeah so like this was like kind of before he got big he like he commented on one of my tiktoks and was like like said something along the lines like shut up dude it's just club hockey and then he commented on one of my other tiktoks and said i bet your women's team would kill you guys and i was like i was like taken aback by this i was like wow like I really didn't come at this guy at all. And he, he just somehow got offended by my club hockey TikTok. So I, I responded to one of his comments. I was like, sorry, you felt threatened by my club hockey TikTok. Didn't get any response from him. So if you see those guys' videos, no, he's, he's a jerk. I'll, I'll be sure to uh, leave a comment next time I see him. He doesn't respect club hockey. That's the thing with these people is like, we're just having a good time playing club hockey. And I guess you're not allowed to – if you play club hockey, you can't make a TikTok video. If, if you do it, you're, you're done. And you can't Don't have work. fun. No, nah, no fun. You should just pay to play college hockey and not have fun. Yeah. <laughs> in other news in Liberty this weekend, um, the D1 team took on NC State, who is uh, D2 in the ACC Hockey League. And – not going to lie, this one, I thought this was going to get ugly. Um, you know, Liberty is a powerhouse in D1, and, and NC State's a pretty good team in D2, but they usually have close games with Liberty's D2 team, so it's kind of expecting their, them to get the wheels beaten off them. But 0-0 at the end of one period, they were right in the game, and, and then uh, Liberty kind of broke open the floodgates, scored five goals in the second period, ended up winning 7-2, to but – NC State put up a good fight in front of the Liberty homecoming crowd of 1,000 people, some wearing masks and some not wearing masks. Um, that game was on ESPN Plus, as all the Liberty games are. So uh, a couple of the guys here at QC watched that game because Ford's got a couple buddies that play for NC State, so we were rooting them on. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty jealous of NC State. At least they get to to play. I'd, I'd be fine getting fed to – to Liberty and getting wrecked if I just get to play hockey. It's fun. Play hockey in front of a thousand people. Doesn't sound like too bad. We do have another installment of the beauty of the week. This time he comes from Jamestown. This week's honor goes to Jamestown goalie Tyson Brower. Brower has pledged to donate 50 cents for every save he makes at home to the birthing center at Jamestown regional medical center. The Jimmy goalie made 51 saves in the home opener against Minot State. They played to a 1-1 draw, eventually dropped into a shootout. But the Jimmys were outshot 52 to, I think, 23 um, in the game, and they were shot outshot 18-3 to in the third period alone. So um, Tyson Browers this week's beauty of the week for putting his money where his mouth is. Nice $25 donation to the birthing center in Jamestown. Uh, all around good guy here. sounds like. What a great game to have after pledging, like saying to pledge 50 cents for every save. He gets 51, 25 bucks, 50 cents first game. Yeah, not bad. I hope, I hope Jamestown gets to play plenty of home games this year. 
Um, and we can hopefully see him writing a big check out at the end of the year to the birthing center in Jamestown. That being said, we do have a good interview coming up. Um, Syracuse becomes the first school to have two guys on the hockey house podcast, maybe a little biased from the host here, but um, I didn't play with Bressy. Um, he graduated the year before I came here, but all my whole freshman year, I just heard stories about the legend of Stephen Bressy. So it was nice to have him come on. I was fortunate enough to meet him. I met him a year ago, but he, he could have cared less of who I was at that point. I was just a freshman cleaning up the cups at a tailgate before the Clemson game um, when he ran into me. But I, I met him a couple of weeks ago, and, and we had, it turns out we have a lot more in common than we thought we did. And so uh, I thought he'd be a perfect guest for it, and I, I thought he did a good job. The guys at Selly Hockey Co. are back at it again. This time their latest drop is a salute to beauties everywhere. The Locker Room Guy shirt is a must-have for those guys who are always there to crack a joke and stay long after the game is over. I'm rocking the Navy version of the shirt right now, and boys, it's pretty darn comfortable. It's also available in dark athletic heather. I'm sure you guys can agree with me. When it comes to Locker Room Guys, they don't make them any better than this week's guest on The Hockey House. This week's guest played four years in ACHA Division I, capturing an ESCHL title in his final collegiate game. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Hockey House, Syracuse hockey legend, Stephen Bressy. Howdy, boys. How are we doing? How are we doing? Doing all right. Good, Stephen. Thanks for coming on. Oh, so you guys don't have to call me Stephen. You guys can call me Bressy. Let's just cut it right there. Nobody calls me Stephen. Gotcha. (laughs) Anyone in the hockey world, they never call me Stephen. That's the problem with these. I, I never know what to uh, – I know everyone, all these players we bring on probably have nicknames, and I just don't know. I just go with the first name. So, so Bress, um, usually how we start things off is we go – the first question we, – we've got two big questions to start us off. So, first one we'll hit you with is, how did you end up at Syracuse playing in the ACHA? Okay. Um, so, my senior year, uh, I was sitting in a, a theology class. I went to a nice Catholic high school in Ramsey, New Jersey, because I was a good Catholic boy. And I mentioned this earlier, Mike Cuzo, the goalie at Q's, I played hitman with him growing up for like two years. And he texts me while I'm in the middle of class. And he goes, he goes, he sends me a picture of his uh, goalie pads. And I'm like, why the, why the fuck is he sending me his goalie pads? Um, and he goes, hey, like, these are, these are the pads I'm getting when I go to Syracuse. And then he goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm in school. I was like, because he already aged out because he was, like, 20 years old already. And he goes, what are you doing next year? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm looking at UNH, New Hampshire, or Syracuse, or URI. And he just goes out like this, well, if you go to Syracuse, we could be roommates. And I was sitting there, and I was like, that wouldn't be so bad. You have a 21 year old, your roommate would be a 21 year old freshman. Uh, he can go buy all the booze that you want, which he did. Uh, so I, I sent the text. I was like, all right, I'm going to go home tonight and I'll let you know tomorrow. Just like that. And then I went home. I might've hung out with a couple friends. Uh, might have had hockey that night. And then, yeah, I just was like, screw it. I was like, I'll go to Syracuse. Syracuse is my reach. Like, obviously Syracuse is my reach so I got in somehow and I was like all right I'll go there so that's really how I ended up there 
It was like a last minute decision. Did you did you talk to Coach P before he came here? No. No, the only ones my my year that talked to P was Corks, Kuzo, Mac, and uh, there was one other kid. But I just know just, oh yeah, Trip too. Yeah, Trip. So they were the only ones that talked to P or like did anything of like quote unquote recruiting. Um but yeah, one, once I decided I think I sent Wooly uh like an email like in like July that I was coming and he just goes here's the tryout information like show up so got lucky yeah Wooly's our official recruiter here at Syracuse he handles the yeah does some recruiting I don't like most of the time I think he just gets lucky with like the amount of kids that actually want to play at uh Syracuse seriously and so Brass once you get to Syracuse what was your first welcome to the ACHA moment where you realized that you were playing club hockey? <laughs> this is a – it was um, my – so it was fun. Like, going going into college, I, th- like, I did, like, you know, I had a party, like, my last, like, with, like, a bunch of friends from my town. And I, w- I packed all my shit, <laughs> everything I needed for college, like, the morning I was leaving for school – for Syracuse. So I get to school. I have nothing. I got no clothes. So – we go on, we have the, like, we start hearing about the tryouts and, like, all this stuff, so we're going, and, like, when I was looking up, like, while I was home in the summer, when I was looking up, like, oh, Syracuse, like, hockey and all this stuff, I see there's a locker room, and I'm like, oh, this is, it's a really nice locker room, like, it's beautiful, and I'm like, oh, my God, we're gonna, be like, like, this is great, this is gonna be, like, Hitman, this is gonna be, like, high school, let's do this. I get there, I start seeing all the vets pulling their gear, or putting their gear in, in like high school lockers right in the rink. And I go up, I go up to one of the vets. I think his name, I think his uh, name was Nino and, and or, or catch one of them. And I go, Hey, like, what about that locker room? Like all the way over there in the corner. And he goes, Oh, that's for the chicks. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, Oh, there's a NCAA D one women's hockey team here. I'm like, yeah, we don't get that. I'm like, what the fuck? So then we're just stuffing our shit in locker room D, locker room C. We can't air it out. We're hot. We're mean. Kuzo are lug. We lived on the mount. We're lugging our stuff back up. Our dorm smells like shit because we have to air some stuff out. Kuzo's an old man. He sweats his ass off left and right. I'm like, I can't handle this anymore. Oh my god. So that that was my first taste of like seriously like okay, this is not like juniors or like my high school team, we had a locker room. It's nothing like that. It's pure, it's pure Bush league to me. So I'm assuming the picture you saw of the locker room was the women's team's locker room. Yeah. But I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh cool. Like they have a hockey team. I was like, I mean, um, I was like, I didn't know. I, I seriously had no idea. I literally was like, Oh, there's a locker room. Maybe it's ours. Maybe it was, maybe I was thinking like, maybe it was split. Like there's a men's and then there's a women's, um, which I could get into like something like that where it happened like I think my junior year, there were rumors coming around that we were going to get a locker room, but then that whole fight thing happened, and then everything just went to shit. Yeah, and so, right down there. so for for Glick and Fitz, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I've, I've talked about like Syracuse. We don't have a locker room, but there's like bleachers that stretch out from like top of the circle in the D zone to top of the circle in the O zone, and then underneath the bleachers, there's the hallway to the locker room. And across, like, in the tunnel, there's, like, old, like, gymnasium bleachers, like, 
not 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 gymnasium. There's old lockers that you would see in like the hallway of a school, but they're meant literally, to put like your where gear you would in. stuff your binders in and your back your backpack in. It was literally like you would put your stick in first, then like your jersey on the left. You you would just shove your knee pads in. Your helmet and elbow pads would just get stuffed in on the top. It was it was a mess. Once I got like, once I got into an apartment, I started I started bringing my skates and gloves home. Yeah, because they would dry. They would not dry in that. It was it was it was horrible. Or my like Bauer Foral gloves that I used last season like have not stopped smelling. Like oh, I've aired them out forever, and it's like nope, they're just wet all year long because the the locker. And you, and you pay like sixty dollars for the year. Yeah, and we can't air them out outside because it's like a fucking tundra outside. Yeah. See, my question is, what do the goalies do about their massive pads? Would they fit, or would you get would the goalies get like two lockers? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, the goalies would get two lockers. They would like they would have like one for all their pads and then like one for like extra whatever other shit they have. I don't know. <laughs> goalies are a weird breed. I lived with one. I know it. So, Bress, did did you get to go to nationals? No. So my freshman year, it was basically it was just like it was more like an adjustment. My freshman year. So, um, I didn't get to go my freshman year. Me, who is it? Me and Al Kirk, we couldn't go my freshman year. Uh, the head coach at the time, P, was, like, trying to send a message that, like, we have to, like, do better and, like, we have to be more, like, for the team and all this BS. Uh, and then a couple years later, we can him. We vote him and we fire him. So, that's nice. Uh, but, no, my sophomore year, I went to Nationals. Um, where, where was that? So freshman year was in Chicago. I wasn't there, but me and, me and Keurig, uh, actually I didn't watch it. He watched it. Freshman year was in Chicago. Sophomore year was in Columbus. And we played uh, some scrub team from the West, like middle, middle something. It was like an orange team. They had white helmets. I, don't, I forget what they were called. Uh, but, yeah, then they, they beat us. That, they beat us in game one. And then we just went to the bars right after um, at Ohio State, which was a good time. That was a good time. You guys uh, used to play at the uh, – because we play Ohio State in our conference um, for, Indi- like, Indiana Conference. Uh, do you guys play at the Columbus Blue Jackets at like practice ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- so that that sophomore year, yeah, it was at the – it was at the practice rink, yeah. Yeah, that place is pretty sick. They have, like, the uh, – the, um, the windows on the outside and people are just like yeah. walking by and they can like watch it. That, remind, like, that reminds me a lot of the, about the, the Prudential Center where the Devils play. Yeah. I don't know if any of you guys have played there, but like it's like the, almost the exact same thing. Um, but yeah, that what they did, what the ACHA did in Columbus was like, it was really, really cool. Um, with the, like, they had a huge banner of the layout of like all the teams that were competing. Um, it, that was a really cool experience. It just sucked out the I think if we won that game, we would have played Lindenwood, and they were like they were number one in their whole whole country. They would have they would have totally smacked us. They would have totally kicked our ass. Because so, at that at that point, you guys were just you weren't in the Eshel yet. You were still playing in like the. We were in the Neckel. Yeah. So my freshman year, we were in the NECHL. Um, we just went through that year, and then what's funny is how we clinched the division, the league. My sophomore year was. We go out to Niagara, and we have to we have to get one point, just one point, and we'll take we take the whole league. We win the regular season title because that was to get into uh, nationals like auto bid, and we end up 
letting in a late goal in the third period and we end up going to OT and the Niagara's looking at us like, why are we celebrating? We're like, we're celebrating because like, we know, like we have a feeling what's happening. The coaches are in the bench, the coaches on the bench, they're smiling, but they won't say anything. So then we go into OT. We don't, we don't score. We go into a shootout. Niagara had, Niagara had one of the best goalies in the country. He, he just stopped us and we lose. They're celebrating because they won. We're celebrating because we're going to nationals. It was one of the biggest jokes to ever like witness when the coaches are, are happy. Like everyone's smiling. We just lost. But yeah, that's how we advanced to nationals uh, my sophomore year. I heard a story from your freshman year when, when you and Kirk were on like academic probation, you guys went down to the game, the clinching game. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you weren't allowed to uh, travel, right? Yeah. So I remember it was, um, it was in the middle of February and we're playing Cortland. And uh, yeah, me and Kirk were on uh, uh, AP and he texts me and he goes, Hey, you want to go to the game? And I was like, okay, like if they're playing like Buffalo or like Niagara, fine, I'll go to the game. They're playing fucking, they're playing Cortland. I'm like, it's, it's so out of the way. Like, do you really want to go? He goes, just shut up, grab some booze. We'll go. I'm like, okay, whatever. I thought he was driving. It turns out his dad's driving us because he's from Binghamton. So his dad comes from Binghamton, picks us up, and then goes all the way out to Cortland. We get there, our coaches, our, the, uh, the head coach, P, sees us, doesn't say a word, just just completely ignores us. And then um, we're staying there for the whole game. We're, we're like, we don't care, we don't care. And we end up going to OT that game, and it was uh, – it was, a weird, it was a weird experience, but it was fucking hysterical because, like, the way we won that game, we weren't playing really well. We were not playing really well. And we end up winning, and then, like, we couldn't go into the locker room to celebrate with the team because we heard Coach P wanted to uh, yell at us for showing up at the game. So we score, and then me and Kirk go to his dad and be like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of here. And then, yeah, that's how that all ended up. I think you'd be happy you showed up to the game. Yeah, he's supporting the boys. Uh, he no, nah, he's Coach P. He's like, no, no, no. You guys gotta follow by my rules. Like, short hair, no beards. Oh my god, I hated that guy. He had a no beard rule. Yeah, he was like, he was like, he because he he would always say, I played hockey at Boston College and I knocked out Brooks Orpik. This is how he talked, and it was just like it was like, <laughs> oh my god, he's like. We need short hair. We need no beards. I remember. And what's funny is like, we're, like we've all been rookies. Like they, they want you to like grow your beards out. They want like, they do like someone grow the mustaches out or like my freshman year, we, uh, we got our head shaved my freshman year. And like, there was one time, one, one rookie, um, he, he missed rookie nights. So he had to, the day like going to practice, we had team pictures where in the locker room, and this kid is getting a haircut in the locker room right before team photos. The coaches walk in. This kid has a buzz right down the middle and then right to the right. It was one of the – it was so funny. And the coaches are – like, the head P is just like, this isn't right. What did I tell you guys? All this bullshit. Oh, my uh, – that was so funny. That was so funny. He made, he made a lot of people hate hockey, honestly. Did you, did you make people quit because they're making them eat chicken parm too? <laughs> oh god fuck 
I, I remember it was like, yeah, it was me. <laughs> that 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 story that Ford told, like, yeah. it was it was like constantly. And I remember when we were, like, I remember when we were at that Olive Garden. I think it was Adrian, and I remember one kid. He's twenty one. He's going to the bar because we actually might have, be able to have like our own little. We might be able to like have fun for once, eat our own food and all this BS. And oh my god, it was constantly with the fucking chicken parm. Oh my god, <laughs> it was the it's dry. Like I I love the breadsticks. Like whatever. I don't think anyone can hate the breadsticks unless you're you can't eat bread. You got celiac, but. Oh my god! It was constant with the goddamn chicken parm. It was constant. That's great. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it was. He he sucked. He just he sucked. Oh my god! I, I think I think Ford told that story to a T. Especially yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Coach P voice. I was just like I just remember being at the table, and I'm with Kirk and Coos, and. And I just remember, like, I was just like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm, and I just got up and left, I think. Kara's like, where are you going? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to go on a walk. This is bullshit. I came back. The food was there. The shitty-ass, stale-ass spaghetti. Oh, my God. That's All right. So, we uh, get that you don't like Cortland too much. But um, what would you say was your favorite place to play? Oh, I don't hate Cortland. Just it was like. I think it was the middle of February. It was kind of a nice day. I was like, do I really want – like, we're not even allowed to be there. Like, the coach doesn't want us there. I was like, why well, go? But, um, yeah, if I didn't like – oh, my favorite team to play – or favorite place to play was yeah, – I, I really like playing at, at NYU because, um, like, I, I liked how a lot of us on the team, we were all from, like, Jersey, Connecticut, New York. So, we always got a lot of family there. So, like, we, it was always, like – a lot of like we was we always had like a really good like the stands were always packed. Um, I I really always like like the I know how the rink is. The rink is such a like such a shit show. Um, but the games were always really really intense. Um, I, I think there were, there was penalties everywhere all over the ice. Uh, yeah, definitely playing at Chelsea Piers against NYU was a lot of fun. I like that, even though I hate their guts. So if you go on the Syracuse Hockey Instagram, there's a little um, – what are those things called that are, like, above the posts? It's the – it's, like, memories, I think. The Instagram highlights. Story highlights, highlights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's one called hashtag ask Steve. Can you um, yep. tell us a little that about that? I, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so I, th- I don't know if me and that kid Pooch, Poocherelli, we started doing that, uh, I think, junior year, I want to say. But we just started doing it to uh, blow up the Instagram a little bit. Because when we, when we, when I came into Syracuse for the hockey team, there wasn't that much social, there wasn't that much of a platform for the team like there is now. So we started, I think we opened an Instagram junior year and we just started building it through like also getting the interns and all that stuff that like know how to do graphic design and video and get the announcers. Um, so yeah, we just started doing it and then it was more like the parents really liked it. Um, so they would always follow it. And then like the questions started getting in and like friends from school would start getting into it. So yeah, we just kept it. We just kept going along with it. It was a fun time. Me and Pooch sat always next to each other on the bus. Uh, he was always, he was always doing homework. 
I wasn't. I was never doing homework on the on the roads. Never, 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 never. I wouldn't bring my book back. But it was just a good. It was a fun way for like to pass time and like interacting with the fans to give them quick updates. Yeah, I remember like being well, like for those listening, like I didn't play with Bress, but I remember being at that point. I had known I was coming to Syracuse, so I was following the Instagram. It should be like, who is this character, Steve? Like, and like, I think Pooch did a good job of like setting you up for funny questions. And, and the questions that were coming in were usually pretty yeah. good because they knew you'd give a good response. Some kids had some of the, que- some of the questions were good to like, just make, get a good laugh out of that. Cause uh, we had to keep, we had to stay loose. Cause that was the thing with P when P was there, he made the team as a whole kind of like so tense all the time. So like when he left, it was this like monkey off our backs and like we were able to like be loose all the time. That's why Trace is, was good, good for a coach that year because he let us do what we wanted to do, just be smart and then also show up to play when you have to. Um, so that's what that really was for too. Anyone who's listening, go to the Syracuse Instagram, check out the, uh, yeah, Steve Instagram. The last highlight. Yeah, Steve. last highlight. They're, uh, they're straight gold. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> you talked about, you know, getting a new coach and, and staying loose, and that was kind of your mentality your senior year. I want to talk about the, the run you guys went on at the end of the season because I think, like, staying loose was kind of the motto of that the end of the season. It were, Yeah, it was definitely in the end, but, like, it kind of um, – I could say it started like after that whole fight thing happened at NYU. Um, it like honestly that it sucked, but like it was actually good for us because then like you talk to Ford, you talk to excuse me, uh, you talk to Ford, you talk to Padalino. Like we started all like really bonding a little bit more toward the end of the season, and then coming into the next season, I like I really came in and was like, okay, who like I was like I don't really give a shit. I was like, like um, for you two that don't know, I was working at a bar. Once that season ended in my junior year, I was working at a bar my senior year. And I worked every Thursday night, and that was, like, a way of, like, staying loose and, like, like uh, not being social. Because you're playing – you're in college and you're playing hockey, and, like, that's a plus. Not many people can say they're playing a sport in college, even though it's club. Um, yeah, that run we went on when we were in Westchester and even the run, like, I think our last seven games, six of them went into overtime. Like, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even, like, a fun run where, like, you're blowing out a team, like, six to three. Like, it was stressful. It was chaos. Like, we would be down three nothing in the third, and then we'd come back and win five three. It was, like, it was, like, always a roller coaster. But we did have a good time when, when we were doing it. Yeah, that was nuts. When we, what I liked about this was when, so we go into Westchester and we're waiting for the bus. And I remember I go up to the captains and I'm like, hey, can you put me, I go up to the captains like, yeah, I put me, Ford and Pats in a room. And they're like, no, we have a, me and Kuzo, we have a 30 in the car. Kuzo comes out of the car with the 30 and everybody's just looking at him. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, won't we win or lose? We're drinking this on the way back, no matter what. Um, but then, yeah, the captain's like, no, you guys can't room together. They weren't happy, but I think now they are. And so going into that uh, that whole playoff thing, 
uh, I call it a thing. I was one trip. Holy shit. We go into NYU and the night before NYU, uh, for, uh, Ford, we're in the room. It's me, Ford, Pat's Parker. And I think Tim, um, if that's his name. And, uh, he go and Ford goes, <laughs> you know, I you know that. And, uh, Ford goes, the first game's going to be the hardest. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. And I knew it. He was right. He was right. It's going to be the hardest because NYU had our, they, they really did have our number. And so we go into the NYU game. We're getting ship pumped. We're down four, nothing. I think I'm a minus three in the first period. Then we go into the second period. We go down, we, I think in the middle of it, around the six minute mark, we're down six to one. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a shit show. We can't, nothing's going right. Like post scored, but like it, it, it was just bad. And then the whole run started, we went on a five on three with three minutes and like 20 seconds left. And he, uh, we, we did a goalie switch. We put Kuzo in in the second and we went on a tear and we taught, made it six, four in the second at the end of the second, going to the third. We're like, we have to, if you, we really want to get back in this game, we have to score early. Um, I remember there was a face off. I get the puck. I waited and then I, sh- I threw it on net and then trip scored six, five. And then I'm like, Holy crap, this might happen. Um, but I, we were expecting NYU to come back when it was like 6-5 because, like, they're going to start pressing on. That next shift, Padolino goes out. Um, he scores. We tie the game, 6-6. We're like, holy fuck, what did we just do? Um, you have Also, you have Delaware watching. You have the Delaware team watching it. URI's watching it. Um, so there was a lot of people there for that game. And then after we scored, it, I could say it was all NYU. NYU was just killing us. And I remember uh, – there was one play where like I kind of lost my footing in front of the net and it was a shot from the point. The guy I was covering got the rebound scored seven, six. And I remember looking up and I'm like, all right, what the fuck? We're, we're going to somehow tie this. We're, we're going to tie it. I don't know how, I don't know when, but we're going to do it. So somehow 59 seconds in left, maybe a minute, whatever. I forget. Ford kept the puck in at the blue line. I still think it was over the blue line but he was able to throw it deep. We pulled the goalie. I was pinching and puck goes off the pad. It misses Pooch's stick comes to mind. I bury it left corner. We tied the game. That was, that was like, holy shit. We go into the over, we go into the overtimes. Um, it was more, I could definitely say NYU had all the chances. They had every, they had all the chances. Um, Cuso literally stood on his head and, we go into the second OT and it was just a quick face-off shot on net. All the NYU guys were going to uh, the right and then Harrington curled around in the slot and then he came down the middle. I think he scored on his backhand too. We win that game. That was one f- fucking game. That was one game. So we get out of this and then we're like, oh my God, we're, like we just did this. And the, the confidence just went through the roof because like we know we can play Stony Brook. Um, we know we can play Liberty. It really was the NYU was the toughest game by far, by far. Ford, Ford actually had this quote before the game. He goes, if we're up 3-0, we're down 3-0. We play the same way. And I'm like, why the fuck would you say that? First period, we're down 4 nothing. It was this whole shit. 
So then we go back to the hotel. I was like, holy crap. Now, meantime, we're on spring break. We didn't get to go away. This is our spring break. So like, we, like, we have to have a good time. Cause once we, once we go back to school, like we start school on Monday when we go back. So I remember going to bed and I'm like, I think I watched the overtime and Corks is in the other bed snoring and I'm spinning and I'm smiling. I'm like, this is sick. And we still have another game the next day. So then we fast forward to the Stony game. We have a pregame, we have a pre, we have like a meal and like a pregame meeting. I took a nap and I'm sleeping during the meeting. Corks comes in, wakes me up and goes, Bress, we have a meeting. I walk in with like my sandals, my, like my, uh, my pants, my pants are a little bit like falling off. I have my sunglasses on. My hat's a little goop, like off my head. And I just, I can see everyone's eyes and like, they're all smiling and, and all the, the coaches are just like, they're kind of pissed off, but they're like, they just have to accept it because this is the way this is going to go. Throw it all the way into Stony. That game was just back and forth. And I think we scored first, they scored, then they scored again. And then there was like 15 seconds left. Poe took a shot from the slot, uh, not the slot to like on like the outside of the right circle, top of the right circle. He throws on a net, but their guy covered it. So he gets a penalty shot. He didn't even want to take it. Poe did not want to take it. He, he was like, cause the goalie just had his number like, and also, and not, not didn't have his number. Poe was, he like, he just said like he was not good at shootouts or breakaways, even though he's our leading scorer, but whatever. He goes in. I didn't even watch it. I took a knee near our bench and I put my head down like this and I didn't even see the puck. I didn't, I didn't see, see the play at all. My eyes were closed and I was just like, if we, this goes in, we're winning this game. Scored I, that, that building erupted. Our bench erupted. I think uh, Kuz almost fell off the, fell off the boards. And now granted the first, first game against NYU, it went, two overtimes, almost three. The first, this game against Stony Brook, when I think it went like a minute in. So we got out of that game like that. Now we had a quick turnaround going against Liberty, but we have to stick to tradition. So what happens? So you have to wake up early and all this stuff. Like we waking up, we're groggy, get your water in. Oh my God, the whole nine yards. So the game against Liberty, I don't know who the hell scored first. I think we did. They, they, took, they took the lead in the third. And then the tying goal that was assisted by moi, um, it was a pinch where, like, I was able to hit the puck off the glass to keep it in. And then I caught it as I was, like, on, like, one foot a little bit. And I was able to drop it right on my stick. And I saw two lanes. I saw a lane to the, the near post where, like, I could just, like, go for it, try to jam it, stuff it. Or I can go around the net, and this was a play I always just have done. Um, I'll just get around the net on my backhand, on my forehand. I'll just throw it in front. I think it never worked, ever. Never in practice, never in games. But this one time it did. It went right under – it just, like, missed a kid's stick, uh, just missed a kid's skate, and it went right into the slot, and Jacobs was able to come in and bury it. Tie game. That feeling when we tied it was like, like Liberty's fucked. I, I just remember coming around the net and I just remember seeing my mom, my dad, I don't know, my sister wasn't there. Uh, my brother, he wasn't there, but I remember coming around the net and it was more looking at them too, but also like 
taking in the view, like all the all the Liberty fans, they were pissed. They were really pissed off, and they knew they were they knew they were screwed. And then the Syracuse parents, they were going bananas. But yeah, when I came around that net and like tying goal, I like literally just glided and was looking at uh, my parents. Actually, um, I think they know I, they should know that. It's and the biggest like, goal of the season, and like the whole team's like jumping into the bench and like. And the I'm goal like, yeah, I'm bald. like, yeah, fuck the team, fuck the team. What's up, parents? How are you guys? You were just entertaining them. You were an entertainer out there. Yeah, that was a whole. Oh my god. So then we go into the face-off, and it's me and Ford. We start to, and we're both lefties. We start to rock, paper, scissors, shoot to see who. That was like kind of like the joke around the team. It was like, if you're gonna fight, you do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. That's how you want to fight. We mean four to do a rock, paper, scissors, shoot. The bet, the Liberty bench, the coaching staff, the guys on the ice, they're looking at us like we're fucking nuts. And I I think I won the rock, paper, scissors contest. I don't know. But I remember looking at, like, the Liberty team, and I was like, you guys are fucked. So then we go into OT, and Liberty had a lot of power plays. But for some reason, and if you got, I know you, Murph, you played Liberty. When they're in their own barn, they're they're good. They're they're going left and right. Like they're really, really good on the power play. But they had like two five on threes in the first overtime. They couldn't get a shot. They were garbage. And then we just knew like like somehow we were gonna score, somehow we were gonna get it done. And then there was a face off and it it came outside the zone and it went back in and then they're two deep pinched in the corner, both of them. And then Harrington was able to get loose. Go around, the, go around the back of the net, throw it in front, and then McNamara. The kid scored every goal during the first semester. He never scored during the second semester. The D, me, the decor had more goals than this kid uh, during the whole year than his second semester. He buries it, and and what's and what was funny about this whole thing and like the run we did from like really the middle of February on was like yeah every game was like. Yeah, we were. It was that continuous cycle. It was the most stressful time. Oh my god! But yeah, somehow we did it. Somehow we did it. What was the celebration like back on campus when you brought the, brought the trophy back? Did you take it to Harry's? Yeah. So yeah, since me and Kuzo worked at Harry's, we had a deal when we were leaving that if we win, uh, he would the owner of the bar would give us a bar tab. So it was like it was like two two fifty, not a lot, but it was still a good time, and. Yeah, we uh, we we had a pregame at the house, and then we pregamed too long, so people were wondering like, where the hell are we? Because it was about like ten of us at the bar at uh, the hockey house, and we're getting calls like, "Where are you guys? Like, Steven, are you coming? Like, uh, like Pat's, where the fuck are you? Like, all this shit." We come rolling in. It was just like, it was like we're the team. F everybody. It was a Monday night, and we got. Buckled. We got buckled. I did not go to my 9.30 the next morning. I did not. I didn't even go to my 3 o'clock. I did not. Going back back to your career, what was your favorite road trip memory? Did you get to go out to Colorado? Yeah, my sophomore year, we went out to Colorado, and I have a funny story about that. I was We played three games, and my third game, uh, the third game, I was scratched. So I was like, I was like, okay. I'm like, I was – I was kind of happy. I was like tired and like that whole air, whatever elevation crap, it really, it messed me up. Like I couldn't, no, I could not breathe at all. So I take the, we had, we had three vans. I take the van 
Um, I take the van and I go to like, I think of Carlos Jr.'s and I get there. There's someone having a cardiac arrest. Like someone's dying in the Carlos Jr.'s. Then my phone starts buzzing out and I'm like, wait, where's the rink? So I can't call anybody. Like the service there isn't like, I don't really have a lot of service there. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get Like, where the fuck is it? I see Wendy's though. I'm like, okay, screw the rink. I'm going to the Wendy's. I go to the Wendy's, get some food. And then I'm like, I'm doing everything in my can. My phone just was glitching. Somehow I was able to make it back for overtime. And of course, overtime, like, again, we make it back for overtime. And I remember I'm in the stands, just like throwing my food back. My heart was racing because if I got caught with it, like not, if I got caught not being there and I have the van, I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. Uh, but yeah, that, that one, we only went to Colorado that year, my sophomore year when I was there. Cause I know you guys went uh, after I was gone. Yeah. We went last year too. and did the same, did the same thing, played three games out there. Rusty, we got a, a, a guest question from Caddo. Ask about AZD and their composite. <laughs> That's a classic. Uh, so I don't know if you – did you guys ever do like a scavenger hunt again? No. Jesus, that's the thing. The team lost its character. And also you can't do that because like you can easily get in trouble now. Um, but, yeah, my freshman year we had two rookie nights. and But first we would have to go on a scavenger hunt. So I remember it was me and uh, – this kid, Keith. And one of the things on the list was steal a composite from um, uh, a sorority. Okay. It's this giant, it's a giant, like you guys all seen composites. Like it's really big, but I guess what they were talking about, like the team was talking about was like, just like a printed out picture of one. Me, I was like, okay, go big or go home. So me and Keith are walking around, we're walking around campus and we knew AZD had um, a date night. So they weren't even in their house. So me and Keith are like, all right, let's see if the windows are open. This one, first window, boom, it's open. I'm like, and then Keith is like, all right, get in. I'm like, all right. So he picks my foot up and just throws me in. I have, I have pictures actually of me in the house. I'm literally in the house and I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. I was like, the hockey house is a dump. It smells like hockey gear, booze, the sorority girls live like queens. Everything's put together nice. Uh, I, there was air fresheners. Oh my god! So I go in. I take a le- I take a de- uh, a delta triangle off. I throw it to Keith, and then I'm literally going to get this giant composite, and I just take it right off the wall. And I'm walking to the window like I can get through the window. He goes, just go through the front door. So I'm walking around the soror- the house, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm walking like. Pretty, I'm pretty curious. So I'm like, I'm going through the kitchen. I'm like, beautiful kitchen. Oh my God, countertop, perfect. Nice stove. <laughs> then I'm like walking to the front door. There's like, I see cameras. I'm like, oh shit. So they caught me. I was like, whatever. I open the door. Um, I open this, the, I open two, there's two doors, I get through them all. And then we're running through the street with this composite, like on right above my head. And I get into the back and like all the captains and the veterans are like, Oh, Bressy, what the fuck did you just do? And I was like, you guys said to get a composite. So I got a composite. Kuzo comes over with this little printed thing. And he goes, you took the whole thing? I was like, yeah, it's said to. He goes, holy crap. 
my roommate's a genius. And like all the rookies are all happy and all the vets are pissed off. So we don't know what really is going on. Um, but yeah, that's how I took, yeah, I took a composite from um, that sorority house. They don't lock their windows. Always lock your windows. Did, did you end up getting in trouble? Did they, they catch you? No, they, well, then they had to, they were like, all right, we have to give it back. Um, I, I didn't, I was like, no. Uh, uh, but like, I think the captains talked to the sorority and then was like, okay, we'll give it back, but please don't go to like the, the cops or whatever, DPS, whatever. So I think Kuzo and one other kid had to, they were walking it back in order they said, uh, Kuzo said there was like 20 girls just like outside the house. And like, they had to walk through the girls to give them back the composite. And they were just very, very, very pissed off. And what's funny about with that is Kuzo was hooking up with a girl in AZD. And then she, she, uh, they stopped hooking up because of what I did. <laughs> I fucked that Yeah. I fucked that up. You're just following orders. Yeah. You said to, you said to go big or go home. Like I'm, that's how, that's my thing. Did you have – now, you, Ford, and Pats, you got dressed in C, right? Was that your locker room? Yeah. But I was, like – I was, like, a very, like, superstitious, like, type of player. So, like, I would always have to get, like, get dressed. Like, I would take my suit off in locker room D and then put her in locker room C. But then I would warm up and then – like get my jock on and then put my warm up clothes in locker room C, then go back to locker room D, get all my bottoms on, and then I would walk to locker room C. And then locker room C was literally like it was like it was the loose mentality. it was the whole loose thing. Um we played some of the we played really weird music, like you know, you know this song Real Gone in Cars, amazing tune. Um and like locker room D would always play like the hardcore rap and like all this stuff. And like, there wasn't a lot of talking where in locker room C, like, I think I was like shooting tape balls at Padalino. Um, so yeah, then I would like get time. I skate to locker room C. Then I would go to locker room D, get the rest of my stuff and then go back to locker room C. The coaches actually thought I was like crazy. Well, Bress, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, you're welcome boys. Welcome. Uh, we appreciate it. The inside look at the the Syracuse playoff run in oh god that was twenty nineteen cardiac cues oh that was I was kept the whole time I was telling the story like I was trying to think of the nickname they kept saying yeah, yeah they just gave, we just gave everybody a fucking heart attack but uh, yeah you're welcome boys good trip down memory lane um keep doing what you're doing once again thank you to the pride of new jersey steve bressy coming on the podcast syracuse hockey legend i think for the the cuse fans at home who had their bressy dropped it pretty much everyone on the team there um for those who don't follow syracuse hockey if you heard a name that you don't know they probably played for the orange um at one point or another but uh what'd you guys think of the interview i loved his uh the details he was going into with the games. I, I felt like I was, I was in the rink. He got my blood pumping. So yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. There's obviously some great narration and like, he, like down to the smallest details, like what he did, like what he was thinking was great. There's no Syracuse hockey conference championship video, but I think if there was one, I think Bressy would narrate it. 
they, they, they have him talking over like the slow-mo of the breakout that led to the goal. Uh, I think, I think that would come out very well, but the way the rankings work, there's only so many auto bids. So there are some teams that aren't ranked that end up in the national tournament because they win win their conference. So Cuse was kind of the last team cut. So like halfway through February, they were basically told they had to win out to even have a chance at nationals. And that was when they went on that run Halloween on a Saturday. Really? It's like, uh, remember at the beginning of the year when uh, the clock struck midnight and it was 2020 and everyone was yeah. talking about how, like, Valentine's Day is on a weekend, Christmas mm-hmm. is on a weekend, Thanksgiving well, – Thanksgiving is on a Thursday every year, but <laughs> this was one – like, I think Halloween was, you know, circled because it was going to be a full moon on a Saturday. Like, what more could you ask for for Halloween? going to be a lockdown i don't know i mean obviously glick i don't think you're going to any college campuses on halloween this year but i know i don't know about you fitz but syracuse is kind of on lockdown in terms of parties because of covid yeah i mean we're not supposed to be doing anything but kids are still doing stuff so (laughs) it'll be interesting to see how how it works out but in the spirit of halloween i want to know what is the spookiest thing that you've witnessed playing in the ACHA? You guys, Glick looks like he knows he's got his story queued up. Yeah, I guess probably all the ghosts of all the NCAA D3 careers I could have been. I don't know, ghost Halloween. Ooh, the ghost of D3, <laughs> the ghost of D3 hockey that haunts you? Yeah, you know, a lot of us were like, yeah, you know, we could have went D3 but decided not to, so. I came up to a realization today. Um, you know the guys who say, like, they would have gone D3 if they didn't get hurt? Yeah. <laughs> Talk – I mean, in the next two to three years, the amount of guys that are going to say they could have gone D3 if COVID didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to go through the roof. <laughs> through the roof. All those guys that say, well, I, I could have played juniors, but they didn't have a season because of COVID and then I didn't get any looks, so now I'm playing club hockey. It's like, nah, dude, like – you are destined to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and we welcome you. Oh, yeah. Welcome you with open arms. Embrace it. Oh, yeah. Fitz, what's the spookiest thing you've seen in the ACHA? I'd have to go back to sophomore year. We were playing – I don't know if you guys have heard of Trine University. They're in Indiana, I believe. And you literally just take – uh, I-65, the highway here, you hop on I-65 and take it all the way and it pretty much takes you right to their campus. So we were playing them and I think they dubbed it like the I-65 Cup or something like that. And they're like really good. They're usually like top 10 each year uh, for like their region. And it was our second game against them. We were already out of uh, contention for regional so we were just playing for for fun for this i-65 cup but um my d partner at the time he he had me wide open for a little like hinge play and he decided to just pass it cross ice to one of our wingers his name chewy shout out chewy um he i mean he, he caught the pass and it's one of those plays where he's like near the boards, but like if, if he gets hit and just like totally loses his feet, like he's just going to fly into the boards. Like he's that far away. 
And so it's like it's borderline boarding call, and this big, huge defenseman on trying just lights him up. And I was pretty much right there because I was, you know, basically calling for the pass for my D partner. And um, I don't even if you've ever seen like a kid when he gets knocked out and you just like you're standing over him and it's like you see his eyes there and like he looks like he's there but he's not actually there he's just like he's gone so like I don't know that was probably the the spookiest thing I've ever witnessed uh he ended up he's fine now but uh he ended up like going out on a stretcher and everything so that's uh that's probably the, the spookiest thing how about you Murph? Yeah, the, spook- the so the spookiest thing I had in mind was a hit too. Um, yeah. We were playing Niagara at home. Uh, shout shout out to Connor Preston. He's like he's a workhorse on our team. Like doesn't like his his body is Gumby out there. Like he'll hit anything moving. You know he bumps and bruises all season long. Um, he doesn't care. He'll hit anything moving. He'll always go a hundred percent. But he. I think somehow I'm responsible for this. My D partner is playing the two on one. I'm back checking. And so is uh, Preston and Preston's a forward. He's back checking so hard and the it's a two on one. And the guy, if they're both coming down, if this is the net, they're both coming down and the guy with the puck cuts to the middle and Preston was back checking straight down the middle. Like you're taught. And when he cut to the middle, Preston was like, Oh crap. Like, I have to hit this guy. Like I'm going a hundred miles an hour and like, this is a scoring opportunity. So he hits the guy and I think the kid braced for it at the last second and like kind of reversed hit him. And it was like a car accident at an intersection, like, like two objects going really fast hitting each other. And have you guys ever seen like when somebody gets hurt skiing and they take them out on the sled? Yeah. That's what his body looked like going across the ice. He was just like not moving and slid across the ice, like not knocked out, like scariest thing I've ever seen. And I'm trailing the play. So I watched this whole thing happen. He gets hit. I grab the puck in the corner and look up and he's just still not moving. Like whistles blow trainer comes running out of the ice. Luckily he got up on, I don't want to say his own power. He skated off the ice with, with the help of two teammates and, um, literally no support just a lifeless body um got a concussion out of it but thankfully he came back a couple weeks later and played the playoffs but that was the scariest moment i've ever seen um in terms of spookiness we uh stony brook likes to do a light show before their games but uh it's probably not the same quality as a liberty light show um they turn off the lights at the at the rinks on long island like when they turn off their lights, like there's no spotlights. Like you're just going out of the ice in a pitch black arena. So like we're the visiting, we're on the visiting end, but Stony Brook comes out and they've kind of got like sparklers. They're not really fireworks, but like sparklers and like a small spotlight where they come out. Everywhere else in the rink is like pitch black. So I remember like the first time I went out, like the veterans on the team were like, Oh, like, like keep your head up. Cause like, it's going to be dark when you get out there. So kind of a Halloween vibe at Stony Brook um, in terms of spookiness. You do something similar at uh, Kentucky with uh, turning off the lights and everything, and then they get their little fog machine going, and you're literally dropping the puck for first period, and the fog doesn't go anywhere. It's still, like, just a mess out there. So that's kind of funny. 
I think you've got to nail the light show if you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. You like can't half-ass it. Yeah. It, it, it'll just look bad. Uh, Delaware has had a great light show. Not many fans in attendance for that light show, but they had a good light show. Um, Liberty's got a good light show. Stony Brooks was kind of old school. Like I won't, I won't say I won't knock theirs. It's kind of old school. Like, uh, like something from the nineties that had just had carried over. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah. Bad light show itself. Uh, Colorado State turned off the lights, and then they couldn't get the anthem to work, so they had to flick the lights back on again. That, that was no, they turned off the lights, and then like couldn't get the anthem to play, and so we stood with no lights on for like two minutes, and then they got the anthem to go. But yeah, that, I think that's my takeaway from light shows: is you really got to nail it if you're going to do it. Yeah, can't half-ass the light show, and fans. Fans must be included in the light show. Yeah. <laughs> it must be pretty awkward, like a light show and just no other noise, just like no one's cheering or anything. Just walk, just skating around in the dark. A little bit of fog going. Yeah. That one in Stony Brook sounds like it's a just an accident waiting to happen. Someone, yeah. The players are just going to run into each other or something. It's it's one of those ones where it's like you're, you're glad you're wearing your helmet when you go out for the starting line. Yeah. <laughs> You just cut across the uh, red line and take out someone on Stony, and then just, you know, oh, I didn't see him. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Kentucky does have the big fog machine. I guess that's kind of Halloween ish. Yeah. They just got to figure out, get some better ventilation in there because it doesn't clear out once the puck's getting dropped. It's hey, that's still, a state like, a of, the state of the art facility they got there in Lexington. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they, they brought, like, we were told to be on the ice at whatever time we get out there. We're out there for like, five or six minutes waiting for them to come out and all their fans are just yelling at us. And I went over to my coach. And I'm like, they definitely did this on purpose. <laughs> oh, and then they come out, they got the fog, they yeah, got the blue yeah. lights, they got the train horn going, the yep. band playing, the place is rocking. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I hope everyone, you know, has a safe and, and socially distant Halloween here and uh, more and more teams are hitting the ice again. So that's good to see. Uh, so uh, we'll take it easy, guys, and, and thanks for joining us here. Thanks, guys. Happy Halloween. See you next week. Yeah, thanks, boys. We'll see you next week. Happy Halloween.